Hello, everyone, and welcome to Team Donico, helping pets and their people. If you've never heard a conversation with Team Donico before, you are in for a treat. They are doing such amazing work. And if you have, then you know that there's been a lot going on. Now, for those people that may not have heard of Donico, I just want you to think of something for a second. I want you to think of the last time you were walking in downtown Seattle or on the street, any place. And you saw a person that looked like maybe they weren't doing so well. Maybe they were unhoused. Maybe they just looked like they were really struggling with money or with their health. And they had a pet with them. And you might have asked yourself, you know, wow, how do they care for an animal? I mean, what do they do? I know I used to ask myself that question all the time. And the answer is that Doni Co. is one of the amazing groups that is meeting those needs we're going to be hearing a lot more about that in just a moment because we're going to have a, a conversation with our president of the board of directors, Marty Casey, and she's just got so many amazing updates. So if you're new to Donico, this will all be new. And if you've been following the story of you know how they've been progressing, then you're going to find this stuff um, interesting and wonderful as well. But I uh, can't wait to hear what Marty has to tell us. So stay tuned and we will be back in just a moment with Marty Casey. You are listening to Team Doni Co, helping pets and their people. And I am your host, Marilyn Milano. Doni Co Pet Clinic provides comprehensive care for the animals of people in need. Funded by donations and powered by volunteers, Doni Co Pet Clinic keeps overhead to a minimum to ensure healing is at a maximum. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Doni Co make a difference in the lives of pets and their people. Volunteer or donate today. Doni Co Pet Clinic. Log on to donico.org. That's D O N E Y C O E. Okay, we are back. Welcome back. And we are here, as I mentioned a moment ago, we are here with Marty Casey, president of the board of directors of Donico. And we have some news um, after announcing the new clinic. It's been a month. Can you believe it? No, I really can't. Um, it's gone by so fast, but it's so exciting. It's working really well. And we found out mostly really good news. And so it's been a, a great experience. We found that the location is perfect for our, our clients. It's available by public transportation, of course, by car, if you want to go downtown Seattle. Uh, Parking is always a challenge, but it is right there in the downtown core. We've already started seeing that our clinics during the week are really, there's a lot of demand. And fortunately, we haven't had to turn anybody away yet because it's going to be a couple months before we can add more. But we're busy. We're busy. We're taking up the whole time and we're really helping some animals that are in such need. Um, and the walk up client, the walk up services are working as well or better than anything that happened by appointment. So it's just such a relief. Um, that this is working and is going, dare I say, very smoothly. The other thing we found is that it is a great place to offer other services. We can work with our partners, such as Positive Alliance or other partners, to provide additional services. And just recently, we did microchipping at one of our clinics. 
it's really exciting to be able to offer more and help people in their pets. I guess I, pets and their people. Yes. I, I mean, I, I can't tell you. I, I think it's so wonderful. I know, as I've shared with you before, when we've had conversation on the show, I know people in other parts of the country that are struggling financially. I mean, they are, they do have home, a home, but it's very hard. It's a huge uh-huh. deal to get the dog in for the lump on their leg or the cough for whatever. And I just think that this is so fantastic and amazing. And of course, we just want people to know about it that need the services. And of course, we want people to know about it uh, who also believe that this is great and, and want to support it. Yes, we could not do this without our generous supporters, whether people that give you know their time, um, people that give their treasure and share their talents with us. We just, we could not do it. We're primarily a volunteer organization and we are driven by volunteers. And so all of that is so necessary and people can feel really good about the fact that their dollars are going directly to the care of the animals. I'll talk about that a little bit later. I mean, I, again, I know, I know that there've been some um, large donors that have really made a difference. And yet I always like to mention for those folks that are listening and think I want to help, but you know, is my $10 going to just be a drop in the bucket or is my five bucks in place of my latte going to do anything? And we say yes, because it all adds up and anything yes. that people can donate again, an hour a month, 10 hours a month, you know, a large sum of money, a small sum of money, everything helps. If this project, if this outreach in the community moves you, then donate what you can, because we need everybody. Yes, and this organization and the services that we offer have been built with individual donors, some giving $5, some giving more, but every little bit does count because it really, our organization really is, it's the sum is much more, you know, comes up to be much more than just, you know, somebody says, oh, I have $5 here, somebody else may have 10, and then we go, maybe somebody is too, but it all goes in and it, it makes something and it has certainly made a lot right here. So, well, and it's going for 30 plus years, right? Yes. 35 years. And really every little bit, lot, everything counts and helps us serve more. Yes. And then this opening of the new clinic has kind of resulted in exponential growth and the ability to serve so many more people. And I'm, I'm so happy to hear that it's gone as well as possibly could be expected. I mean, I, I know with any new project, um, there are questions, there are doubts, you know, how's it going to go? What if there's a hiccup we haven't seen? But I'm just thrilled to hear that it's, it sounds like it's going even better than you would have expected. Well, we expected some hiccups, so don't get me wrong. We have had some hiccups, but we expected them. Um, and there's not been anything that we haven't been able to get through. We have, you know, as long as we can all just go with the flow, it's been a, we've been able to work through it. Um, we have had some interesting hiccups, but nothing that's been so threatening to, you know, what our core mission is. So that's good. We that's knew we would have them, so it's... Well, that's true. I suppose nothing goes off without any kind of a hitch at all, but it, it does sound like it's doing what you were hoping it would do. I'm thrilled about the microchipping, by the way, because that is the best way to make sure your pet has a chance of getting back to you. Should it go missing, running off? I mean, everybody scans for those, and it's so important. So I think that's thrilling. Now, 
I have a hint here that says you have more news about more services. Yes. And, you know, when it rains, it pours. But we were presented with an incredible opportunity to offer to collaborate with Neighbor Care Health and establish a One Health clinic at our new downtown location. Um, how this will work is that, um, and I, it was so, so much of what we are doing at this clinic downtown, I call it serendipitous, which is, I, serendipity is the name of a really good dessert bar in New York City. So I like mm. that, but serendipitous, it's in that so many things have just come together and presented themselves all together and it's all worked and we've been able to create this and now we are able to add. And that is th that we are going to be able to provide human health care wow. twice a week. And so we will wow. work with Neighbor Care Health, who will send down each of our weekday clinics on Wednesday and Thursday mornings. They will have an RN and a um, practicing, I don't know all the titles, but medical providers that can provide you know, full level of medical and also educate. We'll have somebody there that can educate about something that if they need to go and get a particular service, how they can go get it, because everybody that comes to us is qualified to receive health care in Washington. And we just need to educate them about where they can go and how they can access it. So, but we'll also be able to perform the health care on site as a part of our agreement with neighbor care, we will take one of our exam rooms and it will become an exam room for humans, which means that we have four exam rooms now. And so we'll be blocking one off for use by them. And so we'll keep it all sterilized and, you know, it's a little different than the vet side. So we have to, we'll keep it locked off so that it always is meeting the standards that they need to meet for offering that care and yeah. the practice standards also. This has been something that um, since I started doing this a little over four years ago, it was probably just about four years ago that I sat in the first one healthcare meeting and I was always trying to get, jump in and get a pilot program running at Domico. And I have to admit that I was sec secretly relieved then when they wouldn't do it because I know that it was so much work. So, you know, in a perfect world, I would have given us another couple months to, you know, make sure we have everything going. But you know what? There are no perfect worlds. And this is just an incredible opportunity. The team at Neighbor Care Health is incredible. They've, they're so wonderful to work with. And we're so excited about having this opportunity. Uh, we'll be able to offer medical and behavior health assessments and also direct care. So while, because people love their pets as Marilyn, you know that. Oh, anybody that has one, we love our pets. And oh, beyond measure. And many people come in to see us and they're so worried about their pet. But then after we get their pet, into the vet and the vet is taking care of them. They'll say, oh, you know, they'll complain about some, a physical ailment they have. And they may not be as quick to go get that taken care of for themselves. And we're just thrilled that when they sit in our lobby waiting for the vet to come out with a pet, there will be somebody there to talk to them about their health. I think that's fantastic. I mean, and now it's, that's two days out of the week that that will be available. Yeah. So the only time we're not doing it now is on our, Saturday clinics. Okay. So if we go up 
the goal is that we do go up to three. I say this hesitantly because I'm like, no, not more, but um, that we go up to three days a week uh, fairly soon, you know, maybe September 1st. Uh, wow. We can do that. I don't want, don't hold me to that date quite yet, but that's my goal is that we do do it September 1st. And then we will be able to offer the human health care with neighbor care during that also that third clinic. I can just see a person coming in and they're concerned about their dog or their cat. And yet maybe they have a terrible bronchial cough or that they're not moving very well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, everyone should have access to medical care and getting the help that they need. And so, I mean, we all love our pets. We all want them to get whatever they need to be well. And now that we are also treating their humans, I mean, this is going to also benefit the pets because they're going to have a healthier human to care for them. Absolutely. So we are going to, good. yes, we are going to treat the pet and their human as a family unit because they are a family. Yes. So we want to be able to yes. offer both of them care so that they can both live healthy and happy and fulfilling lives and, you know, have that great bond with each other's healthy healthy beings oh um, yeah so because really i mean i know when one of my animals has been sick i feel physically ill and i've made myself sick but i need to stay you know feeling good to take care mm -hmm. of my animals and for someone who's got a really serious condition i mean they need to be in, in good enough shape that they can take care of their pets as well so kudos for you know opening up this whole new side to donico and treating you know, their people as well as the pets. Yes, and I just think it'll make it so much easier. I think sometimes healthcare, even though, you know, in Washington, we have a system where everybody has a right to healthcare and we are able to deliver on that. But sometimes it's really hard to figure out where to go and when to get it or, you know, where should I go and just, you know, cross barriers. Yes. And we are trying to get rid of all those barriers so that it's really easy. So that if they come in and they say, Oh, I have something that's really been nagging me and I'm a little concerned, but I'm not concerned enough right now that I need to try to cross all these barriers that right. I don't know what they are yet. So we just want to be able to offer our clients the ability to get healthcare and education. Um, in a safe and convenient location along with their pets. So it's really exciting. Well, I do know from talking to a couple of friends in other states that, I mean, I even learned this after I lost uh, my job a couple of years ago due to COVID and had to try to navigate unemployment, which I hadn't had to do in like over 30 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really difficult to navigate some of the sites, whether it's healthcare or pet care, whatever it is. And I know from talking to these friends in other states that they had so much trouble. And these are intelligent people. They know what they're yes. doing, but it's not easy. And so thank you for making this easy for people. They don't have to jump through 25 hoops or pull down 24 drop down menus or gosh knows what else. Yes. And it those they the websites are complicated. I've, you know, been out to a few of them and I consider myself pretty tech savvy and I've had some real challenges and I just, I will often say if somebody else doesn't use technology as much as I do, I wonder how they navigate this. Right. Right. Uh, because I'm having trouble navigating it and I use technology, you know, way uh, a lot. Um, so it's. It's not easy. It's not that people that can't make their way through it are, are lacking. I mean, hearing you say 
that because I know about your your tech background. I mean, that makes me feel a little better because I was thinking I was awfully slow. But I mean, talking to these friends of mine who I know are intelligent, they can't get around these sites. So again, this makes it easy and this is wonderful. Now, um, I, I just want to insert the website address here for a minute. It's donico.org, D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. You'll be able to find answers to questions. You can contact the folks there. Um, and as far as your supporters go, I mean, what would you like for your supporters to know about all this progress that's being made? Well, one of our biggest challenges right now, which I mean, it's a, a challenge in that since we are making all this progress and we are serving more, it's so exciting and we want to continue to do everything better. But a really important thing that we realized is so important for us and so that we were able to have this serendipitous moment is that we want to maintain our flexibility so that as our city changes, as the needs change, we can adapt really quickly to meet the needs, whether it's something that happens because we have more pandemic. I wanted to say another pandemic, but it may just be more pandemic. Um, or something else happens that we need to be able to be fluid and flexible so that we can continue to serve whatever the circumstances are. Yes. Um, and so we've talked about it and, you know, there are a lot of things that there are many nonprofits that are, that are large and do an incredible job. And they also do an incredible job at their communications and marketing. So we are not, you know, you, there are all those events that you can go to, which are a whole lot of work. So yes. sure a lot of people have gone to nonprofit events and, you know, they're fun and you feel great because you're doing something good. But for the people on the ground, they are really a lot of work. And we right now, and, you know, again, we're flexible. We are going to continue putting every possible resource towards providing the comprehensive vet care. Because we have so many things that we have to get now. We have to get, um, you know, a new radiology machine, anesthesia machine. It's very high tech anesthesia machine. We have to be able to get all the surgical supplies. Um, we're going to, you know, just different things that come into play in offering that, that care. For instance, for dentals, there needs to be a dental cleaning machine. And since I'm not a veterinarian, I may butcher the name of some. <laughs> but there's surgical packs. There's yes. all the things to keep everything sterile. Yes. And that's where we're putting everything. We're not going to hire employees to do our development and marketing communications. So people get to hear from me more, um, which may be good, but it's also they probably won't hear from me the frequency of you know, if somebody were, all they were doing was developing, you know, donors that could come in and were interested in spreading the news and spreading our story. So um, being, I guess, a somewhat type A person, um, I feel really bad about that because I feel like it's not something we do well right now, the marketing and communications, and we're making decisions that we're going to put our resources towards the veterinary care and all to take care of the people and the animals versus expanding any of our or developing any of our marketing and communications. Right. Because the mean, demand keeps growing for the animals and it's very hard to say, oh, 
you know, we need to communicate more with people, but at the same time, you know, our mission is to, to help the animals and the people that love them. Exactly. So, yeah. So as you can tell, I still feel a little bad because I just can't stand that we're not doing that well. And we've made a decision. We're probably not going to do it as well. Um, but I guess you all, everybody has to make choices, right? That's right. I mean, it, like in a perfect world, you know, one could just write a blank check and take care of everything. But I mean, again, if people share by word of mouth, if they go to your website, donico.org, um, if they just let people know that this is happening, and this is newsworthy in the world of helping pets and their people. And I think the word will spread in the community. And now you have said also that if people want to talk with you personally, you'd be happy to set up a virtual meeting or phone call and, and chat with them a little bit more if they've got questions or are interested in maybe volunteering or making a donation. Is that right? Yes, I wanted to offer that if people would like to know more since, you know, I get all that, that information about how we're not as good at communicating as maybe we should be. I am more than happy to talk with people. I'll set up a virtual meeting or a phone call, or they can ask questions through email if they want to get a hold of me and find out more about anything more, if they have a specific question about the services that we offer or, you know, exactly where their dollars will have an impact. I I love to talk to people about Dirty Co Pet Clinic, so I would love to hear from anybody that would um, want to contact me. And they can reach me at Marty, M-A-R-T-I, at Donico, D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E dot org. Also, if they go out to our website and they find a place to go for more information. It's, it's always to info at donico.org and sending it there is just fine too. They, um, it gets routed to me right away. Or That's they can call or text me at 206-586-8434. Um, texting is probably the best. Phone calls sometimes in this day and age have gotten challenging. Yes. I don't know why that is, but it seems that phone calls just aren't as popular. But if that's they aren't, they, they, they aren't. I know. Isn't that the truth? People and people communicate by texting and stuff. And I'm like, I want to have a conversation. But yeah, it's great that you're offering email, a text, a call, however people feel comfortable or are able to to reach out, that you're yes. making yourself available to answer questions, uh, to uh, maybe help guide them if they've got some ideas about helping and maybe would just like some direction as to where they can uh, best be uh, useful with what they've got. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I mean, we need social, we need people that are really good at social media to help us. We need, you know, um, we need, we need everything to help us. Um, but since we are a smaller organization, sometimes for a volunteer pool, it's you need to then market and communicate to get those people in to help you. So, right. um, as I said, I would love to talk to anyone that's interested. And okay. And, and I think, again, uh, the mission, helping pets and their people, now uh, really comes to light with this uh, neighbor care hill where people can, yes. can also be served at the same time. I mean, if they come up with their pet, they can be served at the same time. And this is so great. And so um, I just want to encourage anybody to whom this speaks, anybody with whom this resonates to reach out, see what you can do. Never think it's too little. And of course, you know, for those that have more time 
or dollars to donate, that's great. But so many people, I think, hold back because they think that their impact will be so small, but it really does add up. So, um, Marty, we have about a minute. Is there any um, last message for our listeners or anything else you'd like to tell them before we have to sign off? Well, just thank you for all the support um, and small and mighty is how we all operate. So uh, we want to be small and mighty and deliver a lot of service. And it's so exciting. I'll have more. I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about the human health care next time we talk since okay. we are just going to be doing that. That sounds great. Yeah. So stay tuned till the next time. But in the meantime, uh, thank you again, Marty, for taking time out. I know you're a busy lady. Thank you for taking time out to uh, share this information with us. And uh, we are going to take a very short break right now. Then we're going to return with Eric Crema, who's got an episode of Celebrity Pets. I'm your host, Marilyn Milano. This is Team Donico, helping pets and their people. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Donico make a difference in the lives of people and their animals. Donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. Coming up next on the show is a special feature courtesy of your friends at Team Donico. It's Celebrity Pets with Eric Crema. On today's Celebrity Pets, I'm talking with Kathy Lang founder of Family Dog Training Center, about Riot, who is a four-year-old Belgian sheepdog. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, Eric. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Now, you have trained an astounding number of dogs. Do you have a number? Last time I tried to estimate it, it was around 100,000 dogs and their families throughout the Puget Sound area, yes. Wow, that's a lot of smart dogs walking around out there. <laughs> it is, and now I see the grandchildren of some of my original students. Oh, how cool is that? You know what else is cool is you have a, a really cool name for your dog. Your dog's name is Riot, and Riot is a four-year-old it Belgian is. sheepdog. How did Riot get his name? Well, I've always enjoyed herding breeds, and in 1990, I got my first Belgian sheepdog. Riot is my latest Belgian sheepdog, and I had some friends who bred the litter, and they said, this is the dog for you. I wasn't really ready for a puppy at that time, but they said, no, this, this dog really is ready for you, and you should be ready for it because he's got a sense of humor and he gets into trouble and he's very smart and he's just the kind of challenge that Kathy Lang loves. <laughs> a challenge. I like it. It is amazing how uh -huh. different the personalities in dogs can be. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Boy, every dog, um, every breed, every bloodline, every mixture of breeds, they are all such unique personalities. And every time I bring a new dog into my household, the the fun part in the beginning is just being open to whoever they they happen to be. I find the qualities in them that I really like, and I try to encourage those. And the things that maybe aren't so great, I try to redirect those. And I have people who um, ask me to help them evaluate puppies, temper test puppies, so they can get the best dog for them as well. You know, regardless of their personality, it's amazing what dogs can bring to your life, isn't it? Absolutely. 
Well, thank you so much, Kathy, for all the training that you've done out there and, and making all those dogs so much smarter. And I and I dare to guess they're, they're family members, too. <laughs> it seems like a lot of the training happens they for are. them. Yes. So thank you for your great work and uh, just just wonderful uh, good thoughts going your way and Riot's way as you uh, as you walk down this path of life. Thanks, Eric. Nice chatting with you. At you as well. Celebrity Pets, where you discover why the biggest celebrities in your life are often your furry friends. Team Doni Co.'s Celebrity Pets is supported in part by Jerry and Lois Photography, where memories and dreams take flight. Learn more at jerryandlois.com. Team Doni Co. hopes you enjoyed this Celebrity Pets interview. Be sure to listen for more in our upcoming shows and log on to donico.org to learn ways to help animals in need.